You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. But at least I'm calling it out. I'm, I'm recognizing yes, self-awareness is the first, most important human quality. That's the first <laughs> step towards realizing you're an idiot is accepting you're an idiot. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, rolls on live from Pleasant View Golf Course in Middleton. Alex Strofe, Molly Brown, the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton with you as we come off a brutal minute to win at the text line <laughs> lighting up. Johnny and Madison False. says, that was a mess, but thanks for the dub anyway. <laughs> Daniel the Sloth says, dumbest topic ever in the history of the show. Someone needs to get fired. Whoa! Why is that going to Ryan? You, you listening, Ryan? Are you sure he's not talking about the What is dumb right about now? these topics? JB, this is a very JB. easy thing to measure. It's very quantifiable. There's a yeah, full list from four and a half advisor. minutes to explain it. JB and from it the V works. chimes in. Horrible minute to win it topic. Ryan needs to apologize to every single listener individually. <laughs> Ryan, I give you the floor for the final time to talk about this. Admit your wrongdoings. Admit your mistakes. Accountability is a good thing. Self-awareness is an important human quality. Admit your wrongdoings. Ryan, double down. Matt says double down. Look. It's my show. I am not I am not backing down that this was a good minute to win a category. <laughs> Just because. No, no, no. No, no. That's no. My guy. Stop. That's this, is, this is my time. Don't interrupt. Do not interrupt. All right. This was a good minute to win a category. I'll, I'll admit. Me. I'll admit. <laughs> Don't interrupt. It was you yelling. Shut up. <laughs> it took me a while to explain, but that was only because I didn't want you to mess up. I was trying to help you yeah, provide the context you needed. Yeah, and what was the first thing both me, Matt, and Molly all did? Look, I did my very, very best. And, yeah, I, and it look, wasn't the good only enough. way I could do it. The only, only way I could do it wasn't good enough. No, no, no. Okay Your very best sometimes. wasn't good enough. You're the one who got the got got the category the wrong. L. And yes. you got the L. Yeah. I actually well, think it was not that bad of a category. Draw. I actually really liked the question. I just L. wish that I could have gotten like three times the amount of strikes. <laughs> well, exactly. yeah, okay. that's it. That at, least two times, at least two times. At least two times. Drew and Madison backing up Ryan. Ryan, you did fine. Strofe went full Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love Tropic Thunder. Drew that is Madison. the greatest Tropic Thunder quote of all time. Never go full Rutledge. That is the most true words that have ever been spoken on this show. Never go full Rutledge. All right. Fair enough. All right. We're done with that, Ryan. Uh, I might. I will rethink your suspension. I will come to a decision by the end of today's program as we're with you till 4 o'clock. From the annual catch short game outing here at Pleasant View Golf Course in Middleton. Catch, of course, the community around the Children's Hospital raising funds for the American Family Insurance Children's Hospital. Uh, we've got some of the live auction stuff going on right now. and It looks like a whole playoff as well. Uh, I believe that it's closest to the pin right right now that's yeah. what they're doing fun why aren't you involved because you golfed all day and missed the first hour of your show what are you doing here uh well so it was catch it was called the short game so we played 14 holes right. of golf instead of 18 we did pretty good i think we were five under after 14 so obviously like for a scramble that's probably not good enough to win but we played pretty good had some fun had a couple coors lights mountains were blue i almost drove a par four and won 
So that was pretty incredible. Uh, probably like a 310-yard drive over a corner. So I was pretty pretty excited about that. The team was stoked. So we came out here, and the deal is for $10, you get your name in the raffle bucket, and if your name gets pulled, I'll play on your team. The bonus of that is not only do you get an extra, like, 65 shots out of a another player, mm -hmm. uh, you get a guy who can hit the ball, like, 300 yards. So some people Humble are going up. They're walking up, and they're buying mulligans, which is a, a, a bonus shot, an extra shot. For like, are you explaining mulligans yeah. to us right now? We for, know what a mulligan is. So for ten dollars, you can oh, buy one you. mulligan. For that same ten dollars, you can get a fifth player and hit sixty-five more shots. Like That's true. I was trying to pitch that getting me on your team is way better than buying mulligans, and we raised quite a bit of money for that. The catch That's group. Awesome. I think we. I think we were able to raise about five hundred bucks on Matt Hamilton donations, trying to get wow. in Matt Hamilton on the squad. Oh, just boost his ego. Well, yeah, it's great, it, it, but it is for a great cause, so I won't even make fun of you. Well, here's the thing. I, I started to. going around to people. I was like, I told them, I was like, hey, so you know, pretty much everybody's buying a ticket. If you don't, like, we're judging you. So I had no problem telling people, if you're not going to donate to the kids and charity, I'm going to let the world know on my radio show. There is a dude that looks exactly like you right over there. Oh, my gosh. Oh my I God, walked over does. to him. Before the show, or before our round even started, I walked up to him and said, dude, I don't know your name, but I love your look. And he's like, I know you. You have a great look, too. And then we parted ways. He's got a better like, mustache than you right now because you don't really have one. I don't have any mustache. I was going to yeah. say, he kind of has the hair that you had yesterday. A little extra frizzy. A little frizzy. <laughs> maybe. Should I go right. tell him? Like, hey, maybe you should tie your hair up so our listeners can tell you you look like an idiot. <laughs> look at that. Hey, everybody, I'm going full flow today, so I don't want any text-ins about my man bun. Molly, I don't want any shade about my hair being too frizzy, but I ain't going to do a man bun. Do you wear a man bun when you golf or no? Uh, n normally, yes. It's just hot. Like, you know what it's like having long hair. Mm -hmm. Your neck gets really sweaty and gross, but if you can tie it up, it's, it's like, infinitely better. So, <laughs> yeah, the long hair, I am sacrificing my comfort so I can donate it to charity later when it's long enough. There so, so when, I'm just a selfless human. So, Wednesdays are golf league for you. Yep. Are you playing more golf after the show? As much as I wanted to, my wife kind of scolded me because I told her I'd golf tonight, and then... This weekend, I like I had mentioned, a sponsor is bringing us up for an event, for a golf event. Um. And then I'm just going to hang out in Minneapolis for the rest of the weekend and play golf. So I've literally got the next four days of golf in front of me. So the wife was like, maybe you shouldn't go to league tonight <laughs> and hang out with me before you leave for four days. So there you go. that's probably the, the route I'll take tonight. Probably. Good for you. Husband we'll of the year right here. <laughs> yeah, go clearly. take notes. <laughs> I am. I'm just a saint. I'm a <laughs> selfless <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Way, way no better way to describe Matt Hamilton the than a selfless man. He's a giver. He's yeah. He's really good at giving uh, other people his schedule when he's supposed to be hosting a radio show. Anyway, Matt Hamilton, Molly Brown, Alex Strip with you. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Matthew, when the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush. A Coors Light. So I was just on Twitter. The reaction continued just to roll in following joint practice number one between the Patriots and the Packers up in Green Bay that the big 
The big takeaway was Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end, stealing the show, and he is the real deal after a nice uh, nice practice against the Patriots today as well as one trick play that was thrown in during this joint practice, which was an end-around to Luke Musgrave, a 6'6", 250-pound uh, body doing an end-around, running from one side of the field, catching a pitch in the backfield, and running it the opposite direction, Matt. <laughs> I mean... I love the I love the idea of having trick plays, but I've seen the Packers screw up end rounds enough to not love that you're going to give it to a guy. We know. Here's the thing. I don't know this for a fact, but I can say it with 99% confidence. Luke Musgrave ain't the fastest guy in the field. Why are we giving it to a tight end on an end around? Yeah, no doubt. Um, now here's the thing. It, it I'm took stoked a... to hear this about about Musgrave though, because who knows? Like. Now the now just the idea that Luke Musgrave is actually getting the ball and not getting overthrown by 15 yards, that's exciting news because that's how you well, move the chains and actually make plays. To, to your point on end-arounds, I, I think it took like eight attempts last year to realize Alan Lazard, probably not the guy for end-arounds. <laughs> oh but God. I think you do have some nice options for that, right? There was that clip that went viral a couple weeks ago on Twitter of Jaden Reed, the rookie wide receiver, uh, doing an end-around. That's that what I was I thinking needs to do the end That end-around. I love. But Luke Musgrave... Such a big guy, right? Yeah, like if, it's if like he, doing it, a Derek, like a Derrick Henry end around. <laughs> maybe it'll work. Two sixty. Maybe and, and the guy just if he can barrel through players, I'm here for it. Maybe it's so crazy it'll work. We're gonna throw some stones coming up next uh, with Matt Molly and myself, Alex Strove, with you here on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. But first, we got to hear from Jim Rutledge on his friends from Simmons Chevrolet in Mount Horeb. We'll throw some stones next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. <laughs> Rutledge and Hamilton rolls on live, presented by Coors Light from Pleasant View Golf Course in Middleton for the annual catch short game outing. 14 holes to support one of our great friends and, and, and one of the greatest charity uh, in, in the area, the community around the Children's Hospital, helping out the American Family Children's Hospital in the area. Just just terrific, terrific stuff, uh, terrific cause today that Matt's been a part of for several years. And uh, this is my second year being out here for this. It's, it's such a great cause and such a great event. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat it. And then the, the whole idea that Tommy, our boss, tells me, hey, Matt, you want to golf? I was like, oh, Tom, I do. But, like, if we start at 1030, like, we're not going to be done before 2. So I can't, I won't be able to do my show. He's like, you didn't even have to make it to your show. He's like, if you just want to hang out with your team after the round, I was like, no, 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 I'm committed. Wow, My I don't believe this. I don't believe this is a real conversation. Workaholic here. <laughs> Where's Olson? I wish we could get him on the air right now to back me up. He gave me the okay to not even join the show, and here I am, grinder. Huh. So, Ma you, so Matt just pulled rank, is what he just did. Yeah. He just number one pulled rank, and then said, "I'm such a good guy for working a half day when I had to golf before this." Matt is grinding so me. hard today. Day that you are taking off the next two days. Did I not volunteer my time this morning to come golfing for a charity event? That's what time do you normally wake up? Like 7.30. Oh. The wife leaves the house at 7.30. That's when I wake up. Okay. She wakes me up for a kiss goodbye and I don't get back to sleep. Yeah. Rough yeah. life this guy lives. I know. Just awful. Can you imagine getting woken up at 7.30 every day? <laughs> yes. Can't imagine Brutal. it. Can't imagine getting up at 
12, Molly, tell two, me about it. Four. Oh my gosh, I can't. Uh, imagine. There, there's definitely been days where Matt like recently rolled out of bed and came in to do the show at two. Oh, in the afternoon. I nap all the time in the afternoon. You like, get to nap? Show. Oh yeah. Sometimes, like if I get a good workout in, like right when I wake up, I'll take a shower and then just nap until the show. What when was the last time that you took a nap? Uh, you probably take naps. Me? Yeah. Uh, on Sundays sometimes, but that's about it. I never nap during the week. I don't oh. know. I think the last time I got a nap was when I was like you have, seven you months old. You have an pregnant. infant. Molly. Even yeah. before. People. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, here's the thing. Just because we prioritize different things in life, me, when you're as not handsome as me, you need your beauty sleep, and you got to catch up during the daylight hours sometimes. You probably Everybody's sleep 12 hours a day. I get, you do, I get you do a two-hour radio show. That's worse. Strobe, if I don't get 10 hours a day, I get very crabby. <laughs> I, I legitimately can't tell if it's a bit or not. It's a bit. <laughs> Is That's it? How yeah. much do you sleep on an average night? Seven hours a night is the average. Seven? Yeah. You According to my watch. A little bit more than me. I've been getting sleep tracking on my watch lately, so. Uh, so what another do you humble brag. At? Do you and your wife go to bed at the same time? No. Wife goes to bed at like nine, and I'll go to bed at like midnight. What do you do for three hours? Uh, that's the time where I get to play video games. Cool. Because when my wife's awake, she gets so upset. What's your video game of choice? <laughs> I mean, GTA. everybody likes Madden. Everybody likes FIFA. So those. I'm not asking about everybody. I'm asking about you. I like Madden and FIFA, but right now my go-to is a, a first-person shooter called Apex Legends. I've, I've oh, Apex come Legends. on. Apex Legends. Cool. you got to play Fortnite if you're going to play Fortnite's for kids. No, it's not. For that. It is too not for kids. Fortnite. Uh, I mean, my oh, answer is WWE 2K23, so it's all right. All right, time now to throw some stones. <laughs> NBA 2K I hope this is set up better everything. than. I'm the best there. Man, hey, not far to clear. It's not gonna be. I'm done with all of you. I'm just cutting your mics. I'm ending this show early. Just, just. Oh, do you want to take over like you did on Wilson's house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I'll host the show for the last uh, 36 minutes. This is the Ryan Wollersheim edition. Okay, no, 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 you, you, you remember the name. Jones, of course, brought to you by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. You can learn more about them on their website, MetroKiaOfMadison.com. Way to talk right through the ad, people. Great job. Ryan, take it away. Hey, you can blame Matt Hamilton for that one. He's overslept. He's too no, tired. No, it was you. Oh, it was oh, you. okay, okay. <laughs> All right, Mr. Rutledge. Anyways, um, Matt <laughs> talking about his favorite video games leads us well into this one. Madden 24 came out just a couple days ago. And as is every year, there was glitches with the game. But what oh wasn't glitching was the new avatar for the Patriots head coach. Obviously, Bill Belichick famously chooses not to be in the game. What? So every year, they make a made-up head coach of the New England Patriots. Did you not know about this, Molly? I actually did not know this. And I've yes. played Madden like a lot recently. Well, I haven't played Madden, but I've watched Madden being played a lot recently. <laughs> and I didn't see that. But none of us plays the Patriots because why would you? Right. Yeah, they're, they're not great. So they're not great in this year's Madden. For sure. But anyways, uh, right, is there a question? <laughs> the new Madden, we're the new Patriots head coach we're blessed with this year is Peter Gaffney, um, and they also don't even try to make him look like the actual Bill Belichick. Um, some of the Bill responses, Belichick. some of the responses on Twitter say he looks like the ghost of Matt Patricia still haunting the Gillette Stadium halls. He looks like a retired John Dowd. <laughs> And the, the most accurate one, I think, is that he looks like Big Al from Toy Story 2. Um, that's the most descriptive <laughs> uh, thing I can think of for this character. So, as, besides what he looks like, guys, Peter Gaffney, if you had to have an alias for a video game or just for life, what are you picking? Strofe? I start with you. 
Yeah, uh, so my go-to when I create a coach on Madden, the name I choose is Kirk McBuffet. I make him as as fat as I possibly can. <laughs> nice. I give him the biggest beard I possibly can. And his last name is McBuffet, which just fits the character. So Kirk McBuffet is my answer here. Great at, offensive-minded coach, by the offensive way. Offensive-minded, always. Kirk McBuffet. Got a big menu of offensive players, I'm sure. Exactly. You nailed it. So I have uh, obviously played a lot of career mode in golf and in, like, the just – 2K21, PGA Tour, I've been doing uh, Madden, obviously, and including Harry Potter, I've got a name that I like to uh, stick with, and my my go-to, like, avatar or coach or, like, fake player is Bojangles McCarver. Oh, McCarver. McCarver. And he's from Ireland. McCarver. (laughs) No, that was not an Irish accent. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bojangles Macava. <laughs> Bojangles. Okay, is this a thing that guys think about? Yeah, I have not like I have like fourteen aliases. I'm so confused because I do not like the other one is uh, Merrick Hamelsby. It was like Merrick. trying to keep the MH initials stick with a similar name, but <laughs> Matt Jamilton. Burke Sanchez, another one of mine. I mean, my my. Where do you guys like? I my I don't even name have like the brain. Hamilton. Nice. Well, that's just flipping around your initials. Yeah, I know. That's what would that mine be? Easy to remember. Bolly Brown? Bolly Brown. That sounds like you've had a lot of cruise lights. I'm just very confused, like, why you guys have these many names, like, So we play video games where you have to make up names. But the clothes, It's so lame if you're going to go out there, play Madden, and you make, like, an Alex Strope. Totally agree. Totally agree. Wait, I'm trying to think what all my stuff is. Uh... Oh, I have a, uh, you know, I got to play like Roblox with the kiddos. Okay. Uh, so my name on there is Mober. Mober? <laughs> Mober. Yeah. Um, what does that even mean? It's uh, short like for Molly Brown. Molly Brown. M-O-B-R. Yeah. M-O-B-R. Exactly. Oh, um, okay. My AIM screen name from when I was eight years <laughs> oh, old. I love AIM, was yes. Be- Beckham Girl 31. Beckham Girl Beckham, 31. Beckham as in like David Beckham? Yeah, yeah. I love David Beckham. Who did it? <laughs> Me too. I did too. I was Beckham Boy 82. Mine was like, I, it was a bunch of random. It was like I-X-F-R-G-T-L-O. Oh, Is that your password or name? It was legitimately a bunch of random letters that didn't stand for anything. I was drum bash too. Drum bash? Yeah. Yeah. I thought drums were cool. You still do. Yeah, well. Still do. What's next, Ryan? All right. Well, speaking of drums, speaking of music, uh, the Big 12 Conference uh, tweeted out today that <laughs> the Big 12 Conference tweeted out that their halftime performer <laughs> at the Big 12 Championship game this year will be none other Slow than Rider. Nelly. Nope. Not Slow Rider. Nelly. Oh, whoa. So we have. Slow Rider. Slow Rider. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. With an F. It's the state of Florida split into two. Slow Rider. <laughs> You're correct. So I, I ask you it. guys. If you had to pick any halftime performing artist, uh, Jason, well, he was talking about Pink on yesterday's show. I know Molly's show. answer. Molly, I'll go ahead and start with you. If you're picking a halftime performer. My answer- go ahead. My answer is not Flo Rida, but you know what I just found out about Flo Rida is that he apparently did like a free concert at Lambeau, yeah, I believe. Did, yeah, June and then he was two hours late and yeah, then he, he only performed for 40 minutes. Yep. This wow. is wild to me. Um, there was a ton of people there, too. It was like the biggest thing that hit Green Bay since the NFC Championship game a few years ago. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think of the people that Rest I listen to on music. I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift, but like, she's not performing at these. <laughs> what? 
She's going to be the Super Bowl halftime performer. Oh, my gosh. I hope so. <laughs> no, you would think. Be, that would be no, awesome. No, she's too big. She's too big. Is there such thing as too big for the Super Bowl? Yeah. No. no. Who's too big for the Super Bowl? Taylor Swift right now is too big for the no, Super Bowl. No, no, no. Yeah, because they don't get like paid buku dollars Correct. for that. But the, the, she's getting she's, so she's much getting more paid on buku dollars stage. right you're, you're, now. You're going to hit such a different audience. But you're probably right. It'll be a few years before. Uh, She'll yeah. do it eventually. She'll Why do it pay eventually. Taylor Swift if financially I can afford it? Well, you're not paying for it, so that's that's a good answer. I was going to go Taylor Swift, so Matt, I'll go to you. <laughs> I mean, the the best halftime performance has already occurred. It was Super Bowl in New York. Prince in the rain, hands down the best Super Bowl performance I've ever seen. Best halftime. What about uh, what better about, than the weekend? What about yes. Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake? <laughs> oh, forgettable booby! Come on. How old were you when that happened? <laughs> I was in my teens. So it was, uh, <laughs> so wasn't that forgettable. Yeah, you know, it was the greatest thing to happen. It, it caught me off guard. That's for sure. Like, that was before you could just they, go on the internet and no, look up boobies. First of all, I remember the Prince one wasn't that much less graphic. When he went behind the stage and was noodling on his guitar, it did not noodling appropriate. <laughs> but noodling? I mean, to be honest, that Prince, the Prince performance in the rain was... Right. if you don't know what noodling is, I can't explain to you. I did it yesterday. If you didn't pay attention, you're out. <laughs> Do you want to know something about the Janet Jackson It's, it's like freestyling on a guitar or an instrument. It's called noodling. Freestyling. Not reading music. You're doing jazz. <laughs> Drum basher 82. <laughs> two. Just two. And, like, I, I mean, I stand by it. That Prince show was 10 out of 10. And it was in the rain, oh. and the guy was in, like, his like Prince heels shoes. I don't know how he didn't fall. It was amazing. Fun fact: the Janet Jackson one was on my seventh birthday when I was having my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> we were having my birthday party at uh, the the roller rink in Appleton, <laughs> and, and it was on the TV. The this makes so much sense. Happy birthday oh, to I was you. about to blow the candles and goes, boom. <laughs> Right, we need to do one more. I can't end on that. Because I'm winning? All right. Because I'm winning, Strove? I, I saved the goofiest one for the last. Um, the Hollywood oh, Reporter uh, yesterday uh, with an article saying that Harrison Ford has thoughts about a new species of snake that was named Tachymenoids Harrison Fordy. True, true actual scientific name for this new snake. Um right. Harrison Ford's response was, these scientists keep naming critters after me, but it's always the ones that terrify children. I don't understand. I spend my free time cross-stitching. I sing lullabies to my basil plants so they won't fear the night. This is a true quote from none other than Harrison Ford. So I ask you guys, has Harrison Ford, does Harrison Ford need to stay off the weed, or where do you guys think he's coming from with this one? Matt? No, it needs I start with you. Honestly, Harrison Ford can do whatever the heck he wants. If you're Indiana Jones and Han Solo simultaneously, nobody can question you in any fashion of the word. The guy literally crash-landed a plane on a golf course and survived. He is a living Indiana Jones. The fact that he played one just helped the fact that he needed to save his own life when he crash-landed a plane. Harrison Ford is a GD American hero, and he can do whatever the heck he wants. From singing to his basil to planes or yeah, his planes or whatever he wants to do, Harrison Ford is the man. Everything So uh, I think he's doing a little bit more than weed if he's singing lullabies to his basil plants. 
No, but haven't you seen those studies where, like, if you talk kindly to your plants, they end up growing bigger than... They say you should play music for them. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. What? Yeah, they say that, like, if you... Like, I'm not kidding. If you, like, speak kindly to your plants like you would to other humans, then it helps them, like, grow bigger and stronger. Okay, like now, Molly, I, I would like you right now to give a pep talk to a plant so that it can grow bigger. You're a good plant. Who's <laughs> a good plant? <laughs> I thought you said you were supposed to talk to it like it's a human. Just yeah, but you just said lullabies. That is a human. I talk to babies like that. Now, sub plant. You're so cute. Look how strong you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you in your photosynthesis. <laughs> Who's oh. a little photosynthesis boy? Are you a little, <laughs> are you a little thirsty? <laughs> well, pep talk for you or lullaby for you is this win today, Molly Brown. What? Molly wins? She just gave what? a lullaby to a fake basil plant while at a remote <laughs> for, for her golf course. Let's go. That Give was incredible. Me. Of course she gets to win. saying that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't give it to me. <laughs> All right, congratulations to Molly Brad, today's winner. Because I'll do it. Throwing stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton, which is presented by Coors Light. Molly, when the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush Coors Light. And that's Crush Coors Light. And uh, we, need we, to... will, we will get. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you finish. You take it out. Uh, we will get yeah. Matt's thoughts on joint practices as well as the beef between Jair Alexander and Justin Jefferson coming up next. But first, we got to hear from Jim Rutledge. Take two, telling us about his friends at Simpton Chevrolet in Mount Horeb. All summer long, you've heard me talk about camping, and I bring my camper along with my big blue truck from Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb, and I recommend you talk to Dan if you're in the market for a new or new-to-you Chevy Silverado or Colorado. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Middleton, Alex Strofe, Molly Brand, the Olympic gold medalist, Matt Hamilton, with you. And Matt was not with us earlier. I'm sure many of you weren't with us earlier when we talked about the the revigorization of the rivalry, WWE style, between Packers cornerback Jair Alexander and Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Ryan Wollershaw back at the Everlight Solar Studio. Let's run those back-to-back. So I want to hear Jair on NBC Sports right into Justin Jefferson's rebuttal on sports from earlier in the week. Okay, you uh, and Justin Jefferson, game one against Jefferson, you didn't match up with him at all. He had a big game. The next game, you spent a lot of time on him in man coverage. And, in fact, you did the gritty. Right after a play, you knocked down a ball. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, man. Hey, that was fun, man. You know, I said all week it was a fluke. So when he came in the Lambo, he thought he was going to come in there gritty. But I was the one gritty. And that's all it was. It was just fun, you know. You beat him up a little bit, too. You got your hands on him a bunch. I watched yeah. a bunch of those plays. Look, somebody had to, man. They was letting him go free all year, man. Not me. Not me. And then here's Justin Jefferson's response on CBS Sports. I mean, but you can't call you can't call it a 180 yard fluke. 
It's, it's, that's something that's not a fluke. You, you can't just walk up on 180 yards in the NFL, especially being one of the top players. So they played totally different the second time. Uh, they did not even play man the second time at all. So, uh, I mean, that, that statement of him playing man and beating me up all game is, is very not true. And if you see the film, if you see the film, you can see it. So the beef is back between Packers corner Jair Alexander and Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Matt Hamilton, your reaction to the WWE-style rivalry between the two of these guys? I'm going to be honest. I've, I, feel like, I feel like maybe Jair cares a little bit more. Because Jair, he played into this whole, oh, yeah, I was beating him up. That was a fluke. Kind of more things that you would say to get under someone's skin. And Justin Jefferson kind of – his rebuttal was not necessarily like, this guy's a punk and I'm, I can dust him. He was literally just trying to explain the situation and how it was different than what, uh, than what Jair was explaining. So – I, I personally think that, that that seemed like two guys that are professional, have a fair bit of respect for each other, but are still trying to, like, keep some juice there. I don't know if that's, like, re- it didn't feel like real natural juice. I think Justin Jefferson would have got more upset if he thought that Jair was speaking from the heart, and I think Jair was – just kind of having fun with it. He was kind of talking I, to him like like Justin was listening in on the conversation uh, and he was speaking intentionally for Justin to hear it, not necessarily for the guy in response to the question. He was saying it knowing Justin's going to hear that conversation. I will Matt, say this. Matt, we played, um, a, we played a, a longer cut earlier where, where Justin Jefferson began with nobody cares uh, about him, nobody's listening to him, and then he goes on for an entire minute right. talking about Jair Alexander, which makes it seem to me like Jair is in Justin Jefferson's head. I just, I just feel like both of them are, are just one of those situations where they both know that a kind of rivalry there is not only good for the team, but it's good for the like your, like your locker room, it's good for the fans, like it's good for, there's a lot of pros to having that. The two superstars of both teams having some beef i just think they're leaning into it a little bit more than it is coming natural because i feel like these guys are almost saying it for each other but also for the media in a very seems pretty diplomatic you know what i mean no one really threw him under the bus he just said he thought he was going to come in and gritty and i was the one doing the gritty that to me seems like two guys that are buddies that are just trying to jaw at each other and i think that's great i, I love where that rivalry's headed, and I think if it, I mean, who knows? Maybe they do have real beef, but I think this is good. People, am I the only one that believes in karma here? Like maybe all no. the, all I that mean, is yes. written Excuse all me. over this is karma. That it's not going to be good karma. Not going to be good karma. Brands, it's going to be bad <laughs> karma. Like I am not loving this. I just. So you I think, think Jair is putting. He's, Too much. He's he, he might be bear. writing a check that his booty can't cash. Yes, he's poking the bear. The <laughs> universe is just going to come at him whenever the Packers play the Vikings this year, and it's just—it's not going to be good. I think Mark this it. is friendly rivalry. I think it could definitely burn either player. Like one guy might step up, and the other guy might not have his best day, and mm-hmm. it's going to be embarrassing because these guys like to jaw back and forth. But I could—I do, do think it comes from a good place. I do think there's a lot of mutual respect between the two guys. But I think it, they're just leaning into this idea, like Packers-Vikings rivalry, wide receiver 
cornerback rivalry, superstar, superstar rivalry. Like, it's got so many layers of good, like, juice that if you don't lean into it, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Let's throw an Iron Jock poll in the field on Twitter, at ESPN Madison, at Jim and Matt. Do you like or dislike Jair Alexander talking smack to Justin Jefferson in the offseason? Love. Love it. Like it. Love it. Want some more of it. All right, Shania Twain. Is that Shania Twain? <laughs> no, I have no that? idea. That is, uh, Tim McGraw. Yeah, Tim McGraw and I think Hank Williams Jr. I don't wow. know. Big, big country music fan, Molly yeah. Brown. No, I just can't believe that you said Shania Twain. Yeah, it was definitely a dude that sang that Let's song. go, girls. Dun, dun. <laughs> One of the great concerts I've seen. Saw her at the United Center in Chicago in 2019. Oh, look at you go. Was she opening for Shinedown? No, Shania was, was that <laughs> Shania Very Shinedown. Very expensive. <laughs> A little bit more expensive than a Shinedown concert in 2019. <laughs> Matt Hamilton, Molly Brand, Alex Strip with you. We'll wrap up the show from Pleasant View Golf Course after this. But first, got to hear from Jim Rutledge on his friends at Canopy Wealth Management. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If you're looking for a financial advisor that can create a customized plan that matches your goals and dreams for retirement, then Canopy then Canopy Wealth Management is the advisor that I would recommend. At Canopy Wealth Management, they're going to take the time to find the plan that is right for you and your family. They're going to ask you about your retirement goals, and they're going to come up with a plan to get you to those retirement goals. And then as that goes along, they're going to make sure you're working that plan to get you to your retirement goals. If you want to reach your retirement goals, go to canopy-wealth.com today. That's canopy-wealth.com. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, live from Pleasant View Golf Course in Middleton for the annual Catch Short Game outing. 14 holes in the books, raising money for the community around the Children's Hospital. You can learn more about all the great stuff they do, the terrific stuff they do on their website, uwcatch.org. It's uwcatch.org. Alex Stroke, Molly Brown, the Olympic gold medalist, Matt Hamilton with you. We have a couple Iron Jock poll questions in the field today, so let's take a look at those quick. First, we started off the show talking about uh, joint practices. Joint practice one of two in the books between the Patriots and the Packers earlier today. We're asking outside of Jordan Love, who on the Packers has the most to gain from joint practices with the Patriots? Is it the young pass catchers? Is it the safeties in the secondary? Is it Matt LaFleur or is it Joe Barry, spelled incorrectly? Matt Hamilton, what say you? <laughs> oh, it's Matt LaFleur, 100%. He's going against a defensive guru in Bill Belichick. He's running the offense. He's making the calls. Jordan Love is clearly a guy who does not have a ton of experience going up against any NFL defenses, let alone the GOATS defense. So Matt LaFleur, his work was cut out for him to try and scheme guys open because it wasn't just going to happen. Bill Belichick throws too many different wrinkles into one look that it's too much for Jordan Love to be able to – keep track of I, I feel like it was probably going to put Aaron Rodgers into in a position where he's really had to work hard because Bill Pelichek ain't doing anything simple uh I, it definitely outside of Jordan Love how is Matt LaFleur going to make Jordan Love's job as easy as possible 
and that's really what going up against a Bill Belichick defense is all about. Molly Brown, what say you real quick? Young pass catcher, safety slash secondary, Matt LaFleur, Joe Barry. Uh, I say young pass catchers. I don't necessarily believe that this is like that big of a thing for Matt LaFleur or Joe Barry necessarily. I take more value in their positions as well as the safeties and secondary positions. Uh in the actual games, not even the preseason games, but the actual games, I think that that stuff will work itself out eventually. But I just think the more reps, the better for Jordan Love and those young pass catchers. Other poll we have in the field. Do you like or dislike Jair Alexander talking smack about Justin Jefferson in the preseason? Right now, 79% of you say you like it. Uh, Molly said she believes in karma, doesn't want it to happen. She also mentioned poking the bear. Robin Madison on the text line says, poke the bear. Alexander is the bear, and he will cover him. He shut Jefferson down and will do it. Again, some confidence there on Jair Alexander from Robin Madison. All right, uh, Scalzo and Brust coming up in a few minutes, guys. And I just saw a video on Twitter that we need to discuss. For the third day in a row, Ben Brust has worn his stinky, gross Aaron Rodgers New York Jets jersey. He's up in Green Bay for day one of joint practices between the Pats and the Pack. And after practice, like a 12-year-old child, Ben Brust approached the head coach of the Packers with a Sharpie marker. Matt LaFleur signed Ben Bruss' Aaron Rodgers Jets jersey. Really? Do you think that Matt LaFleur even noticed that it was a Rodgers jersey? Or yeah, like, yeah. If, if you watch the video, you, Ben won't stop talking, um, and everybody's making fun of him. And then when Matt LaFleur starts signing it, somebody yells out, You can't sign that! <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I'm watching the video right I now. want to congratulate Ben for having the cojones to do that, because I would not. And major props to Matt LaFleur. Like, you can't be that jerk who says no to an autograph, regardless of the situation, like your old quarterback's jersey. Good for him for signing it. I think that shows that LaFleur's the bigger man. Ben Brust, as much cojone says he has, clearly has no class if you're going to ask the coach of the Green Bay Packers to sign the jersey of the Hall of Famer they just traded away. That's a classless move. Took cojones, good for him, but you would not, I would not be caught dead wearing a Rodgers Jets jersey to a Packers practice. You does, think? Does, you, oh, go ahead. You think Lafleur is going back to his office, grabbing his phone, texting Rodgers? Hey, man, just signed a Jets jersey of yours. First time that's happened to me. Good luck this season, bro. Um, I'm just curious yeah, with with Ben Bruss. Uh, I see he has a mustache in the video. Is that drawn on with the sharpie, or is that real? Because I'm not kidding. Like it actually looks like it could be ben, drawn. Ben on. fell off his bike and got a little dirt on his upper lip. No kidding. I didn't notice that part of yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's got like a little stash Yikes. going on. So let's see. As we're like watching it very yeah, good, good, good radio, wow. guys. Oh, that is a brutal must. Go check it out on ESPN Milwaukee. Uh, well, they will be live in just a few minutes, uh, talking talking about their experience in Green Bay today. Greg Scalzo, Ben Brush, Joshi DiMaggio. Coming up next, a big thanks to Pleasant View Golf Course and everybody at the community around the Children's Hospital for once again having us out this year. And what you're welcome for playing in it and being around the community around the Children's House Hospital. You're welcome. Uh, tell us about your friends at Revive Restoration. Nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive Restoration to be professional, efficient, and detail-oriented as they make things right again. My buddy Phil came home to a flooded basement. Nobody likes that, but 
He called me, asked what I, he needed to do. I told him to call Josh at Revive Restoration, and they get his life back on track. That basement is dry now. They are now in the process of rebuilding their basement from the ground up. It's an amazing setup. Call Revive Restoration the revivepros.com for your restoration project. Matt's off the rest of the week. You'll have Molly Brand and Chris Orr with you tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. Peace. See ya.